Hello, this is Richard Joy, Executive Director of the Urban Land Institute, or ULI Toronto. Welcome to a special rebroadcast or repodcast of our PropTech interview series with Terry Olnick, co-chair of the ULI Membership Committee and Managing Director of Multiplex Canada. We are grateful for the sponsorship of Willow, a global technology company working within the real estate and infrastructure industry. Through its renowned digital twinning technology, Willow empowers asset owners and operators to make proactive, data-led decisions in real time and better manage risk. Originally aired this past summer and fall, we hope you enjoy these conversations as Terry unpacks trends, advancements, challenges and innovative solutions and technology in the real estate and development sector. Where have we been and where is technology taking us? How has COVID-19 shaped the prop tech landscape and why is having a digital strategy so important these days? We hope you enjoy. Eagle uh, developed an AI tech helping commercial facilities, including office space, manage the spread of the pandemic. So without, uh, without taking any more of your thunder, uh, Amir, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and the company as an introduction? Absolutely. Thank you very much, Terry. Thanks for having me. It's, it's, it's really great and a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm Amir Haas, uh, co-founder and CEO of Eagle. I'm a serial entrepreneur in uh, clean tech and prop tech space in, 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 in Toronto. Um, all my uh, life, my focus has been on, on, on clean tech and prop tech and how to uh, make building and process and assets more, more efficient. Um, about Eagle, uh, Eagle is an AI software solution specific for monitoring people. And, and especially when they are in the crowd and high foot traffic space, like commercial estate, retail, and public places. All right, so let, let's get into the interview, but before we talk about the company, I wanna know a little bit more about yourself. You know, I think this adds a lot of context as to the development of a solution and challenges yeah, you may have faced in your career. So what experiences and or realizations helped you uh, shape your career path and led you to where you are today. Um, thanks, John. So uh, my my background is is, is coming from uh, me mechanical engineering, where my focus was always on on optimizing uh, processes. And then my professional career was uh, started with working with utility companies, going to automotive sector, which my focus was um, again asset management. Um, uh, optimizing processes and, and optimizing the operation. Um, and then I moved to municipal world, which I was dealing with a portfolio of, of, of buildings uh, with different applications from uh, senior housing to rec facilities, uh, to libraries, theater, commercial building, et cetera, et cetera. And again, my focus again has been, and it is right now, on how to optimize process, assets, and, and, and building. And add that to and sort of an entrepreneurial uh, spirit that, that I've been having always. So that, that led us to the journey that we are in right now, which uh, we are trying to develop and develop the solution to address the problems that, that or commercial estate uh, buildings are, are dealing with right now. So, so tell us a bit more about your prop tech journey in itself. You know, it, it sounds like you've touched a lot of different businesses and you've seen a lot of problems, but 
wonder, uh, wonder how did you actually find your way into prop tech and what drove the shift um, from prop tech in asset management to starting to starting Eagle? Absolutely. So, so coming from uh, focusing on operation and, and process optimization background, uh, we've been always looking for, and I've been always looking for the opportunity uh, that 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 we can improve those process and operations. Now, operation and, and, and process in, in general perspective can be can be any type of operation or process. Uh, and we've been looking for always the common element in all type of buildings and, and, and operation of the buildings that, that, that I've been dealing with. And the really common element between them was, was, was people. All those buildings were servicing people and all those buildings were impacted by the way people are using them and people are interacting with them on a daily basis. So if you wanna, measure, if you wanna make a bigger impact then, then, then we're going to go and understand people's behavior and, and how people are using those assets and interacting with those assets in the building. And that's why we decided to come up with an idea that, that gives us a very comprehensive understanding of, of this behavior and, and use those data and use those analytics to optimize the buildings, which not only helps the building owner the building operators, but also enhance the experience of the people that are using those assets and those facilities and those buildings. So that was really the thinking behind, the core thinking behind the technology. And now there is, a, there is another process of why we chose region-based solution and, and, and why, why we decided to go deploy AI in, in computer vision um, to, to address those challenges and to better understand people's behavior, which, uh, yeah. So I guess you, you started off on a journey um, with Eagle and, and wanting to provide value and a solution through PropTech. And then you have to recalibrate, recalibrate and reinvent yourself because of COVID. Tell, tell, tell me about that. That's a, that's a very interesting question. That's, that's, that's a question that this sort of everyone is asking us uh, since, since COVID uh, started. Um, so we started with, with monitoring people and how people are interacting the building with buildings and, and facilities and how people are using those services. And we started with service facilities. We started with public places like retail building, like shopping malls and recreational facilities, um, which has high foot traffic of people coming in and people's interaction is more important to understand uh, because they are service buildings. Um, when COVID started, um, we saw a bigger problem in workplaces, especially in workplaces that are dealing with large number of people. Now, when COVID started, everything started to shut down. Um, theaters, uh, cinemas, shopping malls, some of the retail stores, they all shut down. What left open and had to operate was uh, manufacturing facilities, workplaces, because people had to work to keep the economy going, right? And yeah. at the same time, business owners had to create a safe environment for employees to feel safe to come into work. Now, that was a bigger challenge for workplaces that were dealing with larger number of employees, 500, 
thousand employees coming in one shift in a window of half an hour. Now, how are we going to manage them? How are we going to manage that that traffic? How are we going to make sure that they are screened and they come with symptom and and mitigate the uh, the the the, uh, the progress of COVID um, in those facilities and risk of COVID in those facilities? So. Coming from crowd monitoring background, we saw a need, a bigger problem in there. And so what we did, we brought our crowd monitoring solution and offered crowd thermal screening and crowd cover screening solution for, for, for workplaces with large number of employees. And, and it's been uh, such a great success that, that I'm sure we will touch on that in the, in during this interview. So, so just to give context, Amir, you started a prop tech company that was going to do what and what has it morphed into? Just so people understand where you, your journey started and where you are now and where you're adding value. So we started with, with, with public places monitoring people and trying to understand their behavior, the movement from the time they enter the building, how they are interacting within the building when they are inside and from the time that, to the time that they exit. So that's, that's, that's the that's the time span, span that, that we monitor people. Now, what we do, we map the density of people's movement in real time on the, uh, on the layout of the facility to uh, better redesign the facility from, the, from our understanding of people's behavior to be able to allocate resources from cleaning services, janitorial, security, and all the safety services that we deploy. That has to follow where people are going or where the majority of people are going. So that was another application of our, of our data analytics that we offer. And the third one was the clean tech aspect of our work, which was energy management. There are components within the building, and, and these components are the, the, the ones that are using the most uh, energy. Ventilation system, if there is a swimming pool or if there is a splash water system, so controlling the water. And both ventilation and the water in the swimming pool have to be controlled based on number of people and um, optimally in, in real time. And so our technology, because we are collecting real-time data of people's movement, we can enable those real-time control and optimization of those aspects. Now, uh, in general, what, what our AI does, our AI analyze the live camera feed, and that's CCTV cameras, and provide an understanding of people's movement. When COVID started, We've been inside the facility and, and what, what we have done, we brought the technology from inside to the point of entries because that's where you want to monitor people. That's you want to make sure that you are uh, monitoring every single person coming to the building. That's the point of entry. So, so during the COVID, we made modification of technology to come in and take over the whole entrance of any building, the whole point of entry, and automate the whole process of COVID screening and registry of employees and visitor, making sure that uh, uh, in and out are registered, uh, people are screened that are coming in and, and, and became a perfect automated touchless solution, not only for COVID, COVID screening, but also for uh, contact tracing. So, so just to, so I understand, you would install this camera system parallel to a security system? Great question. It's, it's uh, both. If we are 
allowed to use the existing CCTV cameras. Then we just tap into the existing hardware and analyze the live camera feed on edge within the facility of the customers without involving cloud computing because video analytics and image processing is a sensitive um, area for privacy. Um, if we are not allowed to use this existing security camera, then we go 100% standalone, isolated from the existing security and IT infrastructure, put up our own security camera and analyze it for the purpose of uh, occupancy monitoring and crowd management. Our idea behind this is that you got one asset and that asset is camera, which you have them everywhere. Now, why don't we use this asset and attach multiple software application to that to allow you uh, not only redesign this space and manage this space better, but allocate your resource and also use it for energy management and keeping the, keeping the facility safer. Okay, so how long have you been actively providing AI and uh, data to, to clients pre-COVID? Um, prior to COVID, it was almost two years that, that okay. we've been offering that solution. And then, and then when COVID started, um, more than 90% of our customers are using our COVID solution in Canada and U.S. Okay, so the, the majority of the clients using your COVID solution are people you were already working with? Correct. Okay. So give me a couple of examples of Eureka moments your clients had pre-COVID with the data you were providing in, pe in people behavior. Very interesting question. So there are many use cases that are, that are, that are client use uh, to, to, to better uh, 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 understand the facility. So um, I'll, I'll give you two examples. One is, um, you know, the, the cost of commercial real estate is expensive, especially in cities like Toronto, right? So you want to make sure you're really optimizing your use of the space. Um, imagine a food court. Um, you want to know how people are using a food court because if they are using the food court, then that's great. Then, then you you put it in the right place. You want to make sure that the, the food court is in the right place where people want it. Now, now if you have the insight on how people are using that, that food court, then you can better optimize the location and the size of that. If people are not using that food court, then you better understand that, okay, maybe all those food services in that, in that building have to become a takeout. And the, 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 the location, the spot that's been allocated to food court can be repurposed for something better, something more useful. So this is one pre-COVID application. At the same time, the system optimized the ventilation of that food court to provide a better ventilation and better quality of the air. The other use case can be uh, recreational facilities. People are going to rec facilities and you want to understand where they go. Do they go to classes or do they go to the swimming pool or do they go to the art, art centers, right? You want to split the traffic and you want to better understand what people are using and then use that data to optimize that facility further. So now that, so that's a great example. Thank you. So I, I understand the, how people were thinking about the system and, and the benefits they got from it. So now tell me about uh, how are people learning about the behaviors and what solution are you providing to them and insight you're providing to them now that you're monitoring based on 
COVID situations? So right now we had, we are monitoring, one of our KPIs is how many people we are monitoring. And right now we monitor two types of uh, operation, operation that are in workplaces and people that are employee, operation that are public places and people that are considered general public using those facilities. And that includes a shopping mall, a retail, um, a rec facility. And we have a very good understanding of how many people we are monitoring in workplaces. We are monitoring around 2 million people only in workplaces across U.S. and Canada, uh, which creating a huge impact on enhancing the safety and mitigating risk of COVID. Um, I can give you some of the examples of how our clients are using our solution during the COVID. Yeah. Um, obviously... We are, um, what we do, we automate the process of COVID screening. Um, make it unmanned where employees are coming in, they go through a COVID questionnaire, through a touchless unmanned process, and then they go through our crowd temperature screening solution, which the system not only count them to address the capacity restriction, but also check their mask for compliance assessment and get their temperature done without any interruption in traffic flow of people and without stopping them or slowing them down and then provide them access to the through the access control integration that we offer now um, in this whole process on average per workplace we are saving around three thousand thirty thousand dollar per facility per month on only labor that they used to deploy to manually check people and this is in workplaces. In public places, an example of a retail, a large retailer store, we save around $200,000 per store annually on, 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 on labor that had to deploy to manually manage people, manage the cloud of coming in. Um, these are two examples of how customers are, are, are using that. Aside from keeping the facility safe, get the business going and creating that perspective for employee that this owner or this business owner is, is, is they do whatever they can to keep the place safe so you guys can come to work. Um, I do have another example. I know we have, should have a mindful of time. Um, in, in, in one of the facilities in GTA, which 1,500 workers uh, are working on, on, on in over a three-shift uh, operation, our system flagged four person uh, with fever and blocked their access to the building. Turns out that all four of them had COVID and all four of them were carpooling. So we flagged them all those four over two days. Now, what's the, what's the benefit of this to the, to, the, to the client? Avoiding an outbreak, avoiding a facility closure and keeping 1,500 people in the job and providing service to the community. And did those four people come in close contact with others that you were able to pick up on your system? No, because we do monitoring at the point of entries. So their access were blocked right at the point of entry to the building, automatically. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, so that's great. So it's really about the fever and someone having fever. 
So someone having fever, um, this is one of the symptoms of, of COVID aside from the question that, that, that we are asking. So fever uh, became uh, for, 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 for the ones, uh, for the uh, COVID cases that are symptom, um, uh, they have symptoms, then fever is, is one of the most common symptoms that they may have. And so a lot of our customers, they don't take the risk and they want to make sure that they get the temperature done. Now, this becomes a trend and a change in the process, in HR process, that especially in some sectors like senior housing, like pharmaceutical sensitive industries, that becomes a trend that these measures are not going to be only for COVID. This is going to be a post-COVID because we don't want any people with symptom or even regular cold to come into to a building. Have you, uh, a lot of companies now are starting to go through rapid testing. Are you integrated with rapid testing at all? Um, we work with a couple of companies uh, to, to, to integrate that to our solution. Integrating, I mean, not, not technologically, from process perspective, we integrate that to, to rapid testing. So, so the answer to that is, is yes, we're also getting a lot of inquiries, especially in U.S. for uh, with 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 commercial building opening up in summer, uh, and especially public places, um, entertainment sector, sport venues are opening up in U.S. We get a lot of inquiries about uh, how to make sure that these people are either vaccinated, and if they are not vaccinated, they have to go through a screening process, and how to split that volume of people and making sure that the facilities is still safe even though it's going to be running at full capacity, similar to prior to COVID. So what makes your, your system different than others? Very great question. Um, or capability and, and really our, our, um, our value prop is when it comes to monitoring people in high foot traffic places, when they are when we are monitoring crowds of people at a very high accuracy and high precision. So that's where our value prop comes, um, which makes us really unique in this industry. And especially in, in prop tech sector that is dealing with large number of, num number of employees, workers, shoppers, visitors, tourists. Uh, so that's, that's one of our key value. The other key value is integration of our AI software to visitor management, to registering people, to COVID screening process, to vaccination process, to rapid testing, and also to access control. And that, that shows the expandability of technology to offer a full-fledged service and making a one-stop shop of us coming in, take over the whole process and automate it. Um, the other thing is, is the privacy aspect of, of, of our work. Um, we are not using, working with temperature data, records of people, processing images, analyzing the videos. These are sensitive areas which have to go through very strict um, IT and privacy um, assessment with any corporation that we work with. Um, and us being an edge processing uh, technology, 
keeping all the data within the facility of the customer, analyzing all the data without recording any single image or video, uh, that makes us, that's one of the things that makes us a, a privacy compliant, plus us not collecting any personal information and not doing any facial recognition during this whole process makes us unique and privacy compliant. And, and one of the reasons that we could uh, really easily work with federal, provincial government, municipalities, and very large corporations in Canada and US with strict IT and, and, and privacy uh, and legal uh, restrictions uh, is our privacy compliance. Okay, that, uh, that makes sense. So let's fast forward out beyond COVID. So vaccines have all rolled out. We're back to our, our normal. What, what's the permanent long-term solution for, for, for Eagle? So I don't think uh, we ever going to go back to how it was prior to COVID. Um, I think people's perspective on how they are using, how they are shaking hands, how they are greeting, how they are going to work is different. Um, and, and COVID was, was, was really acting as, acted as a catalyst to accelerate the, uh, the, the, the uh, implementation of a lot of technologies for remote working uh, in place over the last year. And, 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 and one year was good enough time for corporation and people and employees to test out different ways of working, which now they are familiar with. And so there's going to be always a hybrid approach post-COVID in terms of going in person or going remote. So it's not going to be back to where it was. And, and this is really important because if, if we know that it's not going to be the way that it was, that means we have to do all those analysis and assessment that we did prior to COVID, we have to do them again because we need to understand how people are behaving interacting and using our asset and facilities moving forward. So there's going to be a huge demand on um, analyzing people's behavior, people counting, people tracking in public places to optimize all the services because all of them require a lot of adjustment and tuning post-COVID. So sort of along that same line, um, you know, what do you think about digital and prop tech as it relates to transforming the built environment? You know, in Toronto, are, are we there today? Are we, are, have we arrived at the, the digital building or are we just starting? And what is that going to look like in the future? I think, uh, I think, I mean, obviously Toronto is, 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 is a hub for technology. Uh, commercial estate, uh, Based on the digitization index uh, that was uh, that's released every every year, year by year, uh, commercial estate is like in the middle of the chart. They are not that great. They are not that bad. So they are they are average. Um, and 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 innovative uh, commercial estate companies. I don't want to name them here. Uh, they've been doing a lot of pilots prior to COVID. They were trying to to digitize the building as much as possible. Um, and and. And, and some steps were taken, but I don't think we were there prior to COVID. Now, COVID 
accelerated that process that need to the technology and acted really like a catalyst that they are now moving much faster than they used to do because they have to keep up with 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 the new demand either high demand or low but they have to keep up and they have to adjust to the new to the new way of uh, thinking that people do and to the to the new way of uh, people using those buildings right so they are getting there but we have we are really far um, uh, from where we, where we, I think, where we're supposed to be. Um, um, given the ecosystem of startups and technology development in Toronto is going very fast, I don't think the industry, especially the prop tech industry uh, or commercial real estate building, have uh, have been really uh, that much fast compared to the technology development, right? But but we are getting there, and, and I think COVID is helping in accelerating that process. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. So, do you do you feel that uh, having a system like yours will help uh, bring people back to the the commercial office space? There's been so much debate about bringing people back to work. How many people have approached you and said, "I want to install my system, then I'm going to start to bring my people back"? All of them. All the systems that we have, all the two million people that want, are only in workplaces. Um, the, the managers, the decision makers install the system so people feel safe to come back, right? You gotta, you gotta create a safer environment for people to come back. That's one. Second, for, 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 from operation and, and cost perspective, you want to make sure that what you are, the service that you are supplying matches the demand of, of people using that facility, right? So uh, the demand is going to be more. What we see right now is is triple of what we saw last year in terms of the demand, uh, especially with vaccine. Vaccine is helping. I mean, uh, vaccine is 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 helping for businesses to go back. That's what government wants. Also, they want business to be back by sometime in, in between the spring and summer, and that's what's happening right now. So there is going to be a lot of demand of people coming, calling us, and and we seeing right now that hey. We want to monitor people. We want to count people. We want to see how, how they are using it right now. How long does it take to install your system into a building? We have multiple uh, solutions. We have ones that are movable that we just ship and they just plug and play. Um, and then we have more sophisticated ones that, that, that we set up cameras and analyze the camera feeds. Uh, how long it installed to set up a cameras like a security camera system? That's how long it takes for us to do. If we are only monitoring point of entries, which is usually the main concern right now and the immediate concern, it's a couple of hours. So let's fast forward out 15 years from now. And even in the building that you're in, how, how will that be a digitally different building? What will that look like in 15 years from now from a, a digital and prop tech perspective? Good question. I want to add something to this, um, and that is prior to COVID, what I was expecting to see 15 years from now, I would say now I'm seeing five years from now. Okay. That's, 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 that's how good. much I think COVID is really accelerating that process. Um, so what I would see five years from now in all the buildings is is that from the, from the point that I enter a building, they already know uh, where was I, I? Where was I before coming in? Was I in a Starbucks, second cup, 
to Walmart, and now I'm coming to this building. I'm doing all my digital registry. I'm going in, and they they are mapping my movement, and they understand what I look at, what I do, what art I like, what art I look at, what aisle I'm looking at more, what I do when I go to food court. Not as not me as me, me as an individual, which is unknown. And no, no, this is a person A that came in and and is doing all this usage of the facility and doing all these activities and now going back and exiting the building in a privacy compliant way. That's how I see the building. I see buildings becoming so efficient that they can distinguish if one person is in or thousand person in it and how they optimize the operation from washroom to cleaning to supply to energy to every single thing depending on how people are interacting with every single asset. And by every single asset, I mean um, going from a smart advertisement, digitizing the cleaning process, digitizing the supply, all that. That's what I'm saying that, that uh, we will be seeing in five years. So this, this might be the most important question of the interview. What should listeners be planning in terms of a digital strategy, strategy to ready their business? Very good question. So you need it. The first is to, to, to create a digital, digital roadmap. Um, and, and I myself was involved in creating digital roadmap for, for, for municipalities as well. So, so, so you need that roadmap to see where you want to be, right? Um, and, and, and that always start with, with deploying pilots, testing it. And if successful, you expand it, you roll it out across other buildings. Where most of our managers or building owners um, stuck is rolling out process. Decision making in terms of scaling it, expanding it, and rolling it out. Even when the when it was a successful pilot, they are still hesitating to roll it out. So that's 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 one of the speed bumpers that I see in in in, in deploying technology massive scale in our building sector. Uh, and I've been seeing that in, 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 in our most innovative um, commercial estate companies, in, in, even in Toronto, that, that it is very challenging when it comes to mass deployments of technology. Uh, so that's something that, that really needs to be addressed. Uh, second is trusting local, local tech companies. We have uh, the greatest talent in tech locally here in Toronto. Um, and we are seeing commercial estate company going after um, companies in U.S. Um, and, and and bring them in, um, even though the, the Canadian services are are extraordinary, uh, better service. Plus, it's a local company that offering that solution, and these are reliable companies that can provide scalable technologies. But uh, our management teams are and uh, and and decision makers. Um, it's it's really. Hard uh, make, uh, I mean, they find it hard to trust local companies as well. So you're saying, uh, because we're Canadian, there's just this inherent disbelief that, uh, other, other, other parts of the world are smarter than we are. Unfortunately, yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, hopefully maybe, 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 maybe because Toronto is a new tech ecosystem, right? Uh, 
uh, but Canada as a whole is not a new tech ecosystem, right? We had great companies like BlackBerry uh, the, uh, and a ton of other companies, right? Uh, but uh, really the challenge is that they don't find local Canadian companies uh, as trusted as uh, US-based companies. So in, in your ecosystem and, and, you know, seeing what you're seeing in buildings, uh, listening to owners, are there any other digital technologies out there that you'd recommend our listeners uh, also look at? Absolutely. Um, one of the most uh, on-demand items that I see right now, and 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 uh, and the reason we know that is that because we are not uh, we are not a product supplier, we are a solution provider. So we sit down with customers and and client and define the process. What we sell, we sell process, and the solution that that implement that process, right? So we get a lot of interaction with customers, maybe 80 hours of, of, of discussion with them to understand and, and, and deploy that um, across, example, 4,000 facilities in US and Canada, right? Um, so that's what we get, we get a lot of uh, feedbacks from them. Indoor air quality monitoring is gonna be a huge um, demand um, because people are coming back they want clean air, clean indoor air, and they want to make sure that air quality meets certain requirement that's set by ASHRAE, uh, by BOMA, and et cetera, et cetera. So indoor air quality would be another technology that I see uh, uh, will be booming, and it's really on demand. Uh, automated cleaning services, uh, that's that's another one that, uh, that we see a lot of interest and a lot of inquiries about that as well. Uh, aside from... Uh, monitoring people itself, which is the most important and the most on-demand item. That's a great answer. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Uh, Amir, any final thoughts as we wrap up this uh, this interview? Um, thank you very much. I mean, uh, this has been this been great. Um, what I'm really hoping to see um, in the in the tech ecosystem of of Canada to see that companies are. Uh, operating agile to address the immediate need that that the industry need, requires, and uh, because uh, we're gonna see a huge demand, and we're seeing right now, and there is lack of supply, lack of technology to address that demand, and and that's one of the reason that 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 are that commercial estate companies and different verticals are struggling. What I see they are struggling with is um, they don't find the right solution. They don't find the right process to deploy. And at the same time, they are bombarded by foreign suppliers of selling them products. Now, become bombarded by foreign suppliers doesn't allow them, doesn't give them time to think about local companies that are offering the right process and right solution. And so that is something that I really hoping that Canadian tech companies can address because there is really lack of supply of the right technology and right process with respect to the time that we are in right now. Fascinating. Well, Amir, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, there's a lot of great takeaways I think uh, anyone who watches this, uh, when it comes out, uh, will really uh, value the insight you provided. 
And from, uh, from ULI Toronto, we want to thank you very much for taking the time today and spending the time in this interview. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, for your time. It's a pleasure to be here and really looking forward to, to working uh, with ULI and your audiences. Thank you. Thank you very much. Stay safe. Thanks.